0: Yo guys, welcome back to the Blue Podcast with me, Tom and Ben. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. And today we got another special guest. We got Doug from the Dugout Channel, fo- Doug
1: Football Channel. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. Thank, thank you very much for for having me. And uh, I like I like the name Blue Podcast with you with obviously you being a Chelsea fan and Ben being a City fan. It's very simple, but I like it. Thank you very much for having me. Hope you, you guys are well, <laughs> well and hope everyone is uh... stints.
0: We've been requested a, a couple of times to have a, a Liverpool fan on as like a as part of our history of uh, series we do what we do. So uh, you're kind of uh, we've been looking for one in there and we found you. So it's uh, <laughs> good to have on. Um, before we get into the podcast, you want to let our viewers know a bit about yourself and what you do.
1: Yeah, well, my name my name is Douglas Horn, as you can see on the, on there. Um, I am 28 years old. I work in a supermarket. I am also I'm also engaged to my fiance Rebecca, um, and I've been on YouTube for well, properly for about a year and a bit. Um, but I've had that channel since 2015, and uh, I'm really enjoying doing uh, content on 915 subscribers right now. So it's going really well.
0: Mm, that's going very well. Um, before we get into it, remember, viewers, we upload these Thursday 4pm. It's so on Spotify, link in the description, our merch, which me and Ben are wearing again, is also in the description. And our Twitter, at the Blue Podcast One, and Instagram, at the Blue Podcast One. And if you ever want to come on the channel, uh, do just give us a DM on one of those too, and we'll definitely get back to you. All Uh Well, we recorded the first Purple Show yesterday with uh, Cam Fab and we made predictions of uh, the, the City game and the Chelsea game because we recorded them just before those two uh, FA Cup games. And I got I got it the wrong way around with my prediction. <laughs> I, I predicted 4-0 City, 3-0 Chelsea, and it was 4-0 Chelsea, 3-0 Yeah,
2: City. I, I predicted 3-1 <laughs> uh, for both games, but I did go 4-1 for Chelsea for, before I changed it. I shouldn't have changed it because then but I would have got, got it right. I would have got it right, but I would have said they would, each team would have conceded one when they didn't. So it was, I was—I would have been closer if I just left it. But, oh well. Uh,
0: did you watch the City game, Ben?
2: I did, yeah. I watched it with my dad. It was uh, one of those uh, classic uh, FA Cup games that goes according to plan. You score two or three in the first half, and then nothing happens for the second half. Um, yeah, like, it's just um, sort of... Like yeah, boring second half because totally, you know, yeah. Well, we were quite surprised on.
0: yesterday when we looked at the teams because um, they came out uh, whilst we were recording the podcast, and we were kind of surprised at the strength that both, mm. I guess all three of our teams released uh, in the FA Cup this this week. How did you, How How did you feel, Doug, about the um, putting out your full strength team against against the Aston Villa kids? Was it payback for the 17?
1: <laughs> Um Well, I think I think I think you had to say that Klopp actually. He prepares his teams any for before a before a game. I think it's a day before, um, so obviously he didn't know about the Aston Villa situation until they were, um, you know, travelling. So I, I think, yeah. Look, I think I think we had to. I think we had to, you know, get through. I was surprised that the actual start of the team. I think you know it could be, you know, uh, you know sort of threatening players as, you know, um, health, etc. I was very, very surprised he risked Fabinho, considering that Fabinho's been fantastic as centre-back. And obviously, with our centre-back problems, I was very surprised he played him. Um, but I was, I was surprised to see, you know, Henderson, Genie. It was mainly our first team. Um, and to be fair, I thought Aston Villa's kids gave a very good account of themselves, really really unlucky to lose four one in the end and mm. they 've got bright futures ahead of them all All them players that played the other night have really got bright futures ahead of them. They should be so proud of themselves
0: with mm. um, we talk about how the FA Cup is often a chance for youth players to get a chance and that 's kind of like the the biggest chance that most youth teams have had in like a in terms of a premier League side. Um, now, did you see the the clip of the, uh, I think it might have been the goal scorer for Villa. He swapped shirts with Fabinho and then his coach tells him, mate, it's your debut, you've got to keep your debut shirt. So he goes to get it back, but then Fabinho lets him keep his, his shirt anyway. So
2: yeah, yeah,
0: be, uh, quite,
2: quite, yeah.
0: Quite nice. And imagine, that's quite nice of uh, Fabinho to be like, oh, I want to swap shirts with you. At such a young age.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um... But I thought, I, thought, I thought Louis Barry, especially, I thought he was fantastic. I thought their goalkeeper was fantastic. Oh, I think it was Brid, Bridgen, Raven at centre-back. I thought they were fantastic as well. So, um, yeah, as I've said, they've got really good, bright futures ahead of them. Mm.
3: Definitely.
0: Well, let's uh, yeah. I, I talk about the Chelsea game now. Uh, I was pretty happy. Uh, the second goal was... We, My dad said... Uh, Oh, so that's, the second goal we scored was worth 160 million.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was Ziyech
0: to Havertz to Werner for the goal. And it was just like, eh, yeah, fair enough. We've against been, the, 160 ex- million worth of players against Morecambe. That's, who uh, probably, that yeah.
2: whole squad's probably worth like a mil, like, <laughs> less than that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to to just, you know, flex a bit more? You've got a bit of a loser where it's like, right, we're going to absolutely smash Morecambe. Of course, of course. That's that's what we needed, though. We we, we, needed Werner to score. We needed Havertz to score. We needed Ziyech to score. Well, he did did, did exactly what we said he needed to do. Well, Mm. I said that he should play Werner striker, not on the wing. He needs to give him a run there and give him a chance there. And Mm. he might have scored. So, so. you know... It's um, I mean, some people are saying oh he plays better in the front too, but just playing him as that just as a striker, not as a winger, because he's not a winger. So mm. that's inevitably gonna cause him to have poor form. Obviously, he has missed some decent chances, but just playing the right position it, it can affect that mm. and uh, enable him to do better.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, I put in the. Uh, I think it was about last. 15 minutes when Tommy Abraham came on, I put it in the, the Purple Show chat. I was like, he's playing 4-4-2, <laughs> finally. <Yeah>. And, uh, <laughs> ben and I have been talking about kind of the solutions for Lampard lately and I, I've i been saying we should try 4-4-2, but I thought 4-4-2 with Werner and Giroud or Werner and have uh, Abraham, not Giroud and Abraham as the front two. It yeah. was an interesting choice, but uh, I think he just wanted to give Abraham minutes and he uh, Tino Andrew got some more minutes, which was good. But I was surprised that he had such such few youth players in the bench because Armando's yeah. like five five youth players were brought into the first team bubble,
2: and yet well, one of probably, was on the bench. He's probably thinking it's what you were saying that like you you needed to win that game huh. well. Yeah. So he was thinking right, I'm I'm not gonna, but obviously you want youth players going, but he's not gonna risk it at this time yeah. playing youth players and maybe having there being an upset because you you needed. Mm. Couldn't really afford that at the moment, mm. so it's he did the right thing in terms of winning the 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 game comfortably.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like the the Chelsea game, as you described the City game, was kind of like the opposite to the uh, Chelsea game because our first half was bloody boring. Mount uh, yeah. scored a fantastic goal, but <laughs> apart from that, literally all that all it was was Morecambe, The entire team was just in that final third, just planted there.
2: And what we, do you expect him to do I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like and, and i mean the, uh, there's something to be you can something to be said like when a like a top team plays park the bus but when it's the premier league versus league two is it or league one league two league two yeah what, what can you expect the league two team to do you not they're not gonna be like right yeah we're gonna match him we're gonna like play nice you know, <laughs> play when they not going to be able to, like, not gonna be able to uh, keep up with it. So, mm.
0: but, um, um, uh, One more thing about the Chelsea game is I think Lampard's now got a bit of a dilemma on the wings because I think a lot of Chelsea fans think Hudson-Odoi is undroppable right now in the way he's playing because mm. in the first half, our best player probably in terms of his attacking and in the second half again, he was just fantastic, scored a goal
2: so uh I think I think that's part of the like part of that is that so like have a Zeek they're not like obviously they can play there but they're not out and out wingers Hudson is always is is,
0: Z-Ziek is a right
2: winger. yeah well I mean his he, he's, he's he can play oh, he like, can't, yeah. it's, it's like I'd say like, it's the opposite of Havertz. Haberts is a
0: ten who can play on the wing whereas Zeke is a winger who can't play at ten. Yeah.
2: So but like in terms of like Zeke's not like absolutely blistering pace is yeah. it like Hudson odoi He's an he's an out and out winger. Like Hudson um ZX more of like a technical person, but mm-hmm. in terms of someone who's gonna like try and beat a man and like get to the byline and stuff like that, Hudson Adoy is that player.
0: He's also so bloody good at it. I, yeah. I've and it, it, oh yeah. That's kind of why I want him to play with Pulisic as a. I think a lot of Chelsea fans are thinking. Don't know why. Well, I understand why. I mean, is they want Hudson door on the right, Pulisic on the left against Fulham.
2: Yeah, it's, I think. I think. That I think. Just, I mean, I, I. If it was me, I, uh, if he's going to stick to that four three three, I would play Werner down the centre. <laughs> Pulisic and Hudson eye and, and then you would have Havertz and Ziyech playing, mount? playing in that 10. Um, well, if that's it, that's, I would, I'm not that I would drop Mount, but that's if, if he's playing the new sign-ins. Yeah. So, but, what, what, what do you think,
1: Doug? I don't think Lampard knows his best 11 in all, honest, all honesty. I mean, no. the, th- the, thing, the thing is, like, Mason Mount, as much as he's been, you know, very, very good, I just don't think he gets in that starting eleven for me. Um, and looking at your, looking at your like wide options, like as you say, like Werner should be, you know, up front. Pulisic at the left, and then uh, I think it's a toss up between probably ziek and you know Hudson Odoi. But I think ziek I think you've been missing his creativity. You know, in in the games that he missed, I think you were really lacking creativity. So. <laughs> but as i've said i just think lampard doesn't know his best 11 i think uh, well, I,
0: I think most people don't know chelsea's best 11 to
2: yeah. be honest. i mean i mean i know i know you're you're a, a real fan of uh, mount but would you rather him drop Hutter to die or drop mount to play that to play those sidings? this is this is another thing that he, like that with you signing so many players the mm. players that he's he uh, trusted last season are inevitably, he's either going to have to not play the signings, or drop the players that he was mm. playing last season. So it's it's like it's, it's difficult, it's, yeah. It's difficult. It's, 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 it's either going to be unfair on the players that he's been using or the players that have come in. So yeah, yeah I,
0: I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in a situation as a to be honest. it it would be tough. It would definitely be tough. um Liverpool's next couple of games coming up are. I know the second one's United, and you got Burnley before that. Am I right? Uh, it's
2: Manchester oh, yeah, United, then got...
1: Burnley.
0: Oh, it's Manchester United, then Burnley. Okay, it's the uh... yeah.
2: Burn Burnley got it's United Burnley this this. Uh, oh yes, yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, United
2: Burnley. Sorry, yeah. You
1: were uh, <laughs> confident about the uh, the United game, Doug. Uh, I am going to say this now. It's probably the biggest Liverpool Manchester United game. I would say that's had. Title aspirations on both sides since 2008-2009, uh, when when we finished second by Man United. I would say it's that big. Um, I mean, honestly, they've. I don't think they've lost since January night, January 2020 away. I think in the Premier League. I could be wrong about that. They've got an mm. amazing record away from home. Um, so. It's going to be tricky, but I am obviously confident with our Anfield, you know, home record. But we are not playing well at all at the moment, so that'll be something that they'll they'll take to glee of, is that you know they, they they could exploit our they'll probably exploit our backline. I, I expect them to score, but then again, I don't expect them to keep us out. You see, see what see what I'm, see what I'm saying there. I just I think it will be either be a very narrow. Liverpool win or a very high scoring Liverpool win is or or even if Manchester United are probably our biggest threat from mm. you know losing our unbeaten record i would say fair
0: enough um, so you, if you could give us a score
1: prediction go on 2-1 2-1 Liverpool okay
0: yeah well go uh, go, uh, go, go behind by go behind in the first half an hour and then win ridiculously <laughs> late on
1: yeah i, I, <laughs> I
2: think-
1: that that I could,
2: I could probably, like, probably happen. Yeah. Uh, that would be think, so, uh, so, so Liverpool we happen. as well. Yeah, we were saying that, because uh, yeah. we, we, on our, the thing we did yesterday, where one of the uh, people we did it with is a Liverpool fan, and we're saying Liverpool need to at least draw with United, because if they win, they go six points clear of Liverpool, if, if they win against Burnley, which yeah. you expect them to. So it's it's uh, like, <laughs> it'll be a bit ropey if this, uh, United win. Mm. It's it's just funny
0: how much the the fans have kind of spun on their head. So, like before, they wouldn't have cared if United win, but really, we didn't want Liverpool to win. And now it's they'd rather Liverpool would win right now than United win the league. Yeah, it's it's because you've you've won it now, so it doesn't matter. It's now if United don't win it for a bit, it would be fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, It's, it's, it's it's gonna be a good game. Be a good game. But uh, yeah, I think it's some. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one because, like you say, United have got a really good record away, but Liverpool have mm. got probably the best. they have uh, not lost in two years at Anfield, have they?
1: We've not we have not lost at home since the twenty third of April, twenty seventeen, and that was right, Sam so, Crystal Palace that day.
2: So that's so, so. there you go. Like so, you got like probably the best home record recently and the best away record recently. So that'll be an interesting one. Mm, yeah, um, be an interesting one,
0: and uh, I think we'll do a. a purple show prediction for for that on twitter um man city you got Bryson and then palace mm. two
2: um, relatively
0: easy games before villa would you say
2: in, in, any, in any in any other season you'd be like you would you'd be saying you you expect city to win this but you just don't know what's going to happen this season both at
0: uh, home though. If, if if we, we, yeah, yeah. If, expect- it's,
2: it's what i was saying there. it was what i was saying uh in the, the previous uh, episode that if we play like we have been in the past couple of games, then we we should be fine. But if we go back to the play where mm. we were playing before, then it we we'll be struggling. Like it'll be similar to the West Brom game, where we'll score one and then they'll get a deflected goal, and then we won't be able to score again. So it, it, mm. it depends which uh, which um, City turn up. So, but hopefully, with a uh, turned corner in it, we carry on with that sort of playing the way we have been.
0: Mm, you started definitely scoring a lot more goals lately and obviously your defence is probably one of the best in the league right now, to be honest. Uh, possibly the best in the league right now. With, I think uh, it is. In terms, of so.
2: goals conceded, in terms of goals conceded, we've conceded the least, I think. Which yeah. is a shock if you looked at our defence last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, just going back to the the FA Cup game, um, I guess, I think he, you we were saying we were shocked at sort of how strong the teams were. Mm. but it, I think he, he did the reverse. You know, like when you play a weakened team and you bring on a couple of the sh- stronger players just to give a few minutes, he gave, he started with the stronger players and then brought on a lot of youth players in the second half. So he brought on uh Nemecha, Howard Bellis. Um, he brought on quite a few youth products in the second mm. half. So he did it in the reverse. Um, but it, it was... Uh, so it was nice to see um, a few um, youth players, hmm. um, but I thought, um, have you seen the highlights? Because Foden's goal was. Oh, really I it for the
1: Foden goal, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Bernardo's first goal was cracking. <sighs> it
1: was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and yeah. you know the 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 to you know get that volley in was was fantastic. But I actually agree. I think City. Um, write them off at your peril. As I've said on many, many predictions videos I have done on my channel, I've said write them off at your peril because they they, they look like the old city is coming back. Mm.
0: They do, they do. Yeah, I've, I've well, said it I before on so. uh, other people's channels as well. I think city are have, have got this momentum and they they started to build up over time this season and they've really started to get the ground running to be honest. No. Um, Doug, I want to know your thoughts on the... Was it Spurs-Aston Villa coming up? Is it? Oh, I'm trying to find it.
2: Yeah, yeah I think that, that is uh, one of this, um... what Spurs,
0: Aston Villa-Everton, I think.
1: I've... I've heard I've heard that Aston Villa-Tottenham on Wednesday has been postponed oh, and it will I be Tottenham-Fulham
2: instead. Ah, yes, yes, I saw yes. that. Yes,
0: that's where I can find it. Well, uh, we can still talk about what you, how you think the Villa-Spurs game would go at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, both sides playing well, you know. Obviously, with Spurs, you know, winning five 0 against Marine yesterday, and you know, mm. I I was obviously what Marine to you know give him give them a wee go and um, hit the crossbar at the crossbar as yeah, yeah, Thirty like,
0: minutes go. in, that would have been fantastic.
2: Yeah, uh, like would, I think, it it,
1: been,
2: um, I think uh, the guy uh, who hit the bar was a trainee plumber one too. And then uh, the yes. um, the get person in net was he works at Sainsbury's. So, you know, that that shows you sort of. <laughs> and then you, you got, I was saying to my brother, you know, my, uh, he was on a previous episode, he's not really that into football, but I was saying, right, so, look here, he's a training plumber and he, he works at Sainsbury's and then here's Gareth Bale. He's an 85 million Galactico. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a... um. It's part of the beauty of the FA Cup, that isn't it, really? Hmm. Well, we
0: can't talk um, about the beauty of the FA Cup if we don't talk about Crawley
1: versus Leeds, now can we? Oh, that
2: was amazing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I, 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 saw, I saw lots of Leeds fans tweeting, oh, Crawley is an easy, an easy passage to, to the next round. And I just literally had to tweet, uh, and, and like, a, like a gif as well. I was like, yeah, how... I mean, Crawley, to be fair, were fantastic. Leeds were terrible and one of the one of the main factors that I think why they lost was Kiko Casilla. Mm. I've never rated that goalkeeper at least I know they had Melier, you know fit and, and ready but I don't think it would have been three in no, Meli if Meli played in all honesty I think I think Leeds defensively were a shambles and to play Calvin Phillips as centre back <laughs> is there, not great <laughs> no not it great. Wasn't.
0: but the uh, kind of um, the first goal though was a bit of magic. No? Was it the first goal? Um, uh, there was one where the guy turns outside the box, takes a pass to a couple of players and then puts it in bottom bottom corner.
1: Oh that was the first goal, yeah. That was the first goal.
0: That was uh, a bit of magic. And the guy uh, kind of broke down in the interview because he'd he got released from Premier League club but then he yeah, Brentford I think. Yeah, yeah. He got, got to that point and now he's just scored Against Premier League sides to help them win, so it's quite. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That is that is the, almost a the definition of the magic of the FA Cup, and uh, hopefully they can keep on going as long as they're not playing
3: Chelsea.
0: Mm. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, I remember all the interviews. Um, all the interviewers were say, asking the Crawley players, "Oh, do you want to do you want to play another big team?" And uh, yeah, we want. They were like, yeah, we want to be giant killers. So uh, all, all the best to them again. That's what it, that's all the good. best.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, they might they might uh have a fifth round tie because they're doing the fourth and fifth round so they might have the potential to yeah. play the top team you know uh, still there will be a I don't know um how long that draw is going to be it's going to go on forever isn't it do the yeah. round the right. I don't. I, I
1: honestly don't know how they're gonna do the fourth round and fifth round at the same time. Like I don't. I don't know how it's mm-hmm. gonna work. So that's that's gonna be very very interesting indeed. But just going back to obviously Crawley, it'll, be, it'll mean so much for them if they get you know that that game. If they get a Premier League side at home, think mm-hmm. of like how much money they're gonna get from like you know TV revenues and you know like gate. Obviously, I know. Obviously, uh, being behind closed doors as well, but it'd be fantastic for them to you know have a have a home tie and it being on on uh, yeah. on TV. And, and they, it, I think they fancy a Premier League side, to be honest with you.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I I think, mean, uh, yeah, they were talking about loads at the end of the game about wanting to play a big big team.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's one of the shames really because obviously they're going to get they would get a lot of money from TV revenue and stuff, but they would get mm. loads of loads of more money. Through gate receipts, which yeah. they're not going to get, so it's it's that's a shame really. But obviously, that's just the the the, uh, the times we're living in at the moment. Mm. it's The case at the moment,
0: it is. Well, uh, should we get into kind of your history of Liverpool, uh, Doug? How does that sound?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, well, I can give you, I can I basically tell you a couple of a couple of good stories. So, my dad is a big big Liverpool fan, so. Has to run in the family, so yeah, you yeah, have to say that, um, so I remember watching the 2005 Champions League final, Istanbul, I was watching it with my dad and we, uh, our youngest, our youngest brother, uh, Jamie, was born in 2004, so I think he was only maybe one at the time, so we're basically watching, we're basically watching the Champions League final and uh, basically when, when we went 3-0 down, I was like, ah, oh, this is it, this is, that. that's the end, that's the end, but just stayed, watched, stayed, stayed back, and watched, watched the, what's the second half? And when the first goal went, and I was like, yes, 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 yes. Um, the second goal, Jamie had just fallen asleep, so my dad had him in his arms, and he was actually he, the when Smetser scored that, that that goal to make it three two, he 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 cheered, and then when the penalty went in, he actually cheered, and actually my mum had to take Jamie out of the room <laughs> because he was cheering so madly, but. Yeah, 2005 was my first memory. 2006 as well, obviously the you know the Gerard uh, Gerrard final. Everyone everyone remembers that. My first game, my first game that I ever went to was Liverpool Sheffield United in 2007, um, which finished four 0 to Liverpool. And I can remember the goal scorers that day. Stevie G scored two, and Robbie Fowler scored two. Um, and ever since then, I, I have tried to get to as many you know Liverpool games. Obviously, being in Edinburgh. It's difficult to get to get tickets, but uh, but no, I've I've I've, I've followed the I've followed the club through thick and thin. I remember, mm. obviously, the 2010 years where we almost went out of business uh, and almost uh, went into the relegation zone. So everyone remembers that. But yeah, the, the last couple of years have just been absolutely fantastic to you know to watch, and uh, you you get you get the feeling because like, a Liverpool fan, obviously, with with winning the league last season it was never going to happen it was never going to happen in your lifetime. 30 years of waiting and then all of a sudden that happens so uh, but yeah it's it's been a high and a low of supporting liverpool i have to say
0: fair enough well uh, normally we uh, we're the one asking the questions for uh for our interviewees i guess and uh, again, our first question was going to be what is your first game but you've uh, you're Kind of almost you're natural at this already, though. So, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, Ben, what's our second question?
2: Favorite ever game was our second question, but I think would, would you say that's the, the Istanbul?
1: Oh, favorite ever game?
0: What we well, as, as live,
1: going to. live on TV and in person, yeah, both,
2: both, both.
1: Live on TV, uh, pro- yeah, Istanbul. Istanbul was probably the, mm. the, the, the best game to, to watch. Uh, but probably a second was that Liverpool-Barcelona game. Nobody gave Liverpool a hope of coming back from three goals down to beat Barcelona. And that, that night, 4-0. I, I actually remember missing that game as well. I was actually working. I was actually working on that on that day, so that was a very unlucky day to obviously try and you know get get out of work. Um, but um, remember, remember taping it, and I remember watching that game, and yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it. Um, as far as live games are concerned, I have been to a few Liverpool Manchester United games. I've been a few Liverpool Chelsea games. Um, probably my favourite game of all time, probably going to watch live was probably the um, 2-1 Liverpool-Manchester United game where we were basically went behind after two minutes, Demetar Berbatov, um, and then uh, it was Bre- West Brown OG, and then Ryan Babel scored uh, the winner after that. That was my first taste of a Liverpool-Manchester United game. And I was, I was thinking that was a wee lucky charm. When uh, when you're going to these kind of games, I I, I mean that that would probably be the, the the best the best game I've seen live. But obviously the the best on TV, I'd say, was Istanbul and that Barcelona game at Anfield. Mm.
0: Well, I think uh, I think my fondest memory of of Liverpool from a Chelsea standpoint was. Uh, when Stevie Gerrard fell on his ass uh, <laughs> against us, gave it to Denver Bar. That was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you
2: would, would, would bring you, it up, wouldn't you? Had, you had to bring that up, didn't <laughs> you? You
0: had to, you you had to, to bring that up. First, uh, you're our first kind of standalone <laughs> Liverpool fan. I've got to, got to bring that up <laughs> um, yeah. well, who, who's your Who's your five favourite players then? Five favourite players of all time for, for Liverpool?
1: Well, obviously, I didn't get to see because um, so that—that that, that was obviously growing up in the nineties. There were there's been some fantastic players. Top five, um, I would say: Jabi Alonso, Luis Suarez, Fernando Torres, um, ooh, Mohamed Salah, and probably Steven Gerrard. I was
0: I was waiting to see if you'd forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, enough. Uh, You kind uh, of already said your earliest memory of United, which was the, uh, what was it
1: again? It was a 2-1 game in 2008,
0: 2009.
1: Okay. And uh, what was your
0: favourite goal to, again, see in person and on on the TV? What was your favourite
1: Liverpool goal? Ooh. I'm gonna to have to bring up a Liverpool Chelsea memory because <laughs> obviously you, you you brought up you brought up the Gerrard ones. So I've, I've got to bring up Liverpool Chelsea game. Um, I actually remember the the Liverpool Chelsea game from 2010 2011. This was when we were managed by Roy Hodgson, and I honestly still can't believe we beat you guys because you had Carlo Ancelotti as manager. And I remember all the talk in that game was Chelsea are going to beat Liverpool, Chelsea are going to beat Liverpool, and. I remember remember the Torres the second goal where he basically just picks it up, runs inside, and curls a fantastic shot past Peter Check. And I remember that goal and that I was right, sitting right behind the Anfield road end for that for that game as well. So you could actually just see it going straight. And um, so that that was that was my best goal. The first. Best memory from uh, from that for sure, but I had I had to bring up Liverpool Chelsea. I had to bring
2: up. <laughs> you brought it on yourself, Tom. You brought it on yourself. Myself.
0: And uh, best best goal you saw on
2: TV? Oh, uh,
1: well, probably I would say the two thousand and one two thousand and two Champions League final, the Zidane goal at, at Hamden Hampden Park. Mm. Absolutely mem- memory goal that one.
2: I'll Give that one a watch on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what well, uh, like this coming more bit more current now? How would you say your seats that's the season has been uh, overall?
1: It's been up and down. I mean, I I mean, obviously, like being defending champions, I think everyone wants to go for you. So, I think I think there's added pressure on that one mm. as well. But, um. No, I mean, look, it's been a very weird season, obviously, you know, behind closed doors. But I don't think anyone could have anticipated, you know, us losing 7-2 at Aston Villa. And you know, and then, like, the, basically the same day, Manchester United losing 6-1 to Tottenham, us losing 7-2. Br- bring that back into sort of December, where Manchester United beat Leeds 6-2, and we beat Crystal Palace 7-0 away from home. So I, I can't remember the last time, obviously, I can't remember the last time a defending champion has scored 7 away from home and conceded 7 away. So it's been one of those seasons, I think. Um, defensive crisis, obviously, we've had, you know, Van Dijk and Gomez. Mm. But um, to be top, um, you know, to be in in amongst the, you know, the you know the title racers uh, is is quite incredible. And I think the the way that Klopp's done done his business this season, with I think <clears throat> I think Jota is a very good sign-in. I think yeah. you know he's a big miss as well. I think I think we've been missing his creativity as well. Thiago Alcantara. I mean, like this guy is fantastic in in any any midfield in the world football. So to get him for you know thirty million was absolute bargain. Yes, I know he's been injured a lot, Mm. etc. But uh, hopefully he will he will be able to stay fit. But I'm very happy to say that we are still top of the league at the moment, albeit for until probably tomorrow evening when Man United play Burnley. But to go into the Manchester United game still top is fantastic
2: yeah I, I would say I, would, I was going to say like after you lost 7-2 to Villa, I thought you recovered really well from that it's only recently where you've you know had a few more difficult results but um, mm. even even if United win you're only three points behind so you're within touching distance yeah. if, so if you win that game you're back level so yeah yeah you know, that those was, those was results why you were struggling will be forgiven after that. Mm. So.
1: And we've got re- we've got a really tough running as well. I think we've got after Man United, I think it's Burnley, and then then the FA Cup, and then Tottenham away, West Ham <laughs> away, you guys at uh, Anfield, and then I think it's Leicester City away mm. as well. So a really tough running for sure.
0: We, yeah, we, well, I think that's we, we've spoken about that a lot in the on the podcast. Kind of almost every all, all the run-ins right now are just difficult yeah. for
1: most.
2: We never, we never win at Anfield. <laughs> the, best, <laughs> the best, the best we can do is a draw at Anfield. But. Do you
1: remember the last time you won at Anfield? No. <laughs> two thousand and three, two thousand and four, Nicolas
2: and Elka double. Nicholas and Elka, what a ball like that. But I, mean, I, I mean, I'd love, I'd, would I'd, I'd a, a city win at Anfield, but I can't see it. <laughs> I, can't actually, I think uh, a draw is the best we can do on field.
0: What, what do you think um, um, your kind of recent tough results
1: uh, have been down to lately? It's been a bit a mixture. I think. I think. I think. Obviously, with the with the scheduling and and obviously the. I mean the results. I mean, I think the thing is, there's some players being overplayed, but they've had to be overplayed. If you know what I mean. I, I don't yeah. think we've had. You know, defensive-wise, defensive I don't think we've had... Well, obviously, we haven't had Van Dijk, we haven't had Gomez. Matip, you can't rely on because he, he's like Weetabix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, had to say that. Um, <laughs> I don't think he trusts Reese Williams. and I don't think he trusts Nathaniel Phillips as well. So, I reckon a centre-back in January is needed, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I think what it comes down to is... The lack of creativity. I mean, we, we, we absolutely dominated West Brom in the first half. Um, absolutely dominated them. And then second half, it just went, went to pieces. And then against Newcastle, it's not, it's not the lack of trying. It's just uh, you come up against a very good goalkeeper in Carl Darlow. Um, and against Southampton, we were shocking. Shockingly bad. So, um, but hopefully, we'll, hopefully we can bounce back against our obviously biggest rivals on uh, on Sunday. But uh, we'll wait and see about that one. But uh, yeah, tiredness, fatigue, um, and I think the, the Christmas the, look the Christmas fixtures is is always very, very hectic as well, so uh, I, would, I would definitely put it down to that, but uh, yeah, I didn't think we would draw with West Brom, didn't think we would draw with Newcastle and I didn't think we would lose to uh, Southampton, but uh, but there you go.
2: Fair enough. Well, yeah, we've spoken a bit Clop- about you. Go on. Sorry, Klopp's uh, already said that <laughs> it's unlikely they'll get a sense back, because it'll be uh, either a loan or a short-term option, so but I'd like you say you probably mm-hmm. say it is, it is needed but I guess in terms of the, how clubs are run how the clubs run it's not uh, something that they would do uh, now because because they, they're they a bit more like, yeah. one-term uh, thinking but mm-hmm. if, they, if, they, if they wanted to show up that defence now then obviously you would uh, <laughs> go into yeah, the market yeah I mean
1: look guys I think the January transfer window is really difficult anyway to get players. Um, I, I know, I know we've obviously had past successes. with obviously like Louis Spires was a big success, in, you know, in January. Virgil van Dijk obviously, but obviously he's, he's injured right now. Um, and then we've had some absolute disasters. Andy Carroll, not going to mention him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think it'll be a loan or probably a short term. Option like like we got Stephen Cocker back in 2016-2017. Remember that? Oh dear, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear.
0: <laughs> well, uh, well, we've we've spoken a bit about your, your past about Liverpool, and we've spoken a bit about the present in Liverpool. But what, what do you think uh, the future holds for for Liverpool?
1: Uh, well, I, I said I said that we would go back to back. Um, I'm still confident we can. Because I think once we get our players back, I think I think we'll be into like a bit of a, a groove. But as I've said, this season is really really tricky to understand. Um, Champions League, I, I think still Bayern Munich are still the f- the favourites to win the Champions League, and even you know our draw with Leipzig, I think that's a really really tough one. And you know we've obviously Chelsea getting you know Atletico Madrid, Manchester City getting Borussia Munchen, I mean, the English clubs have got some tough draws. I'd yeah. have to say as well. So. Um, I would think quarterfinals, maybe semi-finals of the Champions League. I don't think we're going to win it. Um, maybe an FA Cup run. Maybe, is that too much to ask? I, I think <laughs> it might be. Um, I think Premier League is a main priority, though, this season. Hmm, fair enough. And uh, the season after, what what's your thoughts there? Uh, just got to keep winning, really. Just got to keep winning hmm. things, for uh, for sure. But, uh, of it, you know, defending the title is very, very difficult. Um, I know Man City, you know, went back to back, 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019. So it, it is, it is very, very difficult, and we've never gone back to back. So I'm hoping to, to, to change that for, uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I think uh, looking at the next summer, I think next summer is going to be very, very interesting. I think there may be a bit of squad overhaul. I think, I think you might see a big, big summer for for Liverpool, and I think you might see five or six signings coming.
0: Hmm. Fair enough. Well uh, we've spoken a bit about Liverpool. Uh why don't we talk a bit about your uh YouTuber career, I guess. <laughs> Have you ever been uh, you ever been kind of anyone spoken to you about how you got into YouTube and stuff before? Uh
1: yes, I um I, I mean I I started a, I started a YouTube channel properly um in twenty nineteen and I I just I felt I, I saw I saw myself as a YouTuber. To be fair, the first, you know, couple of videos, obviously, you know, you, you struggle for views, et cetera. Um, but I felt confident speaking in front of a camera, and I didn't used to. But now I'm actually more confident speaking to people face-to-face. I always had a problem with eye contact. But, yeah, um, Dan Cullender um, from uh, Fan... Uh, used to be FanDangle YouTube channel. Um, he got me... He's actually got me into starting a, a channel uh, as well and it has been going really really well i mean 915 subscribers in you know a year and a half uh you know we could be a 1k sitting before you know february which would be absolutely magnificent and i have actually collabed with a lot of youtubers and i've made a lot of friends from from youtube as well so i've really really enjoyed it it's it's all the, it's 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 a marathon not a sprint as they say uh, in the YouTube uh, world, so you you, you can only you can only do what you what you can. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought myself get a football-based YouTube channel, um, and it's going really really well. And I'm glad I'm glad that is as well. So you'd
0: say that um, who was his name again? Was it Dan? Dan Collander. So he, you'd say he was kind of the the person that kind of inspired you to get into into
1: YouTube. Yeah, I mean I I, I came across him in uh, sort of 2018. 2018-2019 season, believe it or not, and then July 2019, I was like, I'm going to start. I'm going to start this properly. I'm going to absolutely start it properly. So started with a few obviously match previews, like in the friendlies. I I think it was Tranmere, Tranmere away. I think we had Borussia Dortmund at home as well. So started started that, uh, and just just as everything goes on, you know, like, like you've got Scottish Premiership predictions coming up. You've got you know Premier League predictions. I just started to you know get get to get to grips with that so but yeah D- daniel colander was definitely the man who inspired me to make my own channel for sure fair enough
2: uh, and then well this is a question that i think tom writes in hope that other people have had like 67 channels before they've got to got to the current one um <laughs> he's looking at <away laughs> he's like oh but uh, is this your first channel or uh have you had others in the past
1: no, this is my only channel. This is my only
2: <laughs> channel <that> I've had. <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of weird, though, because <laughs> I
0: like... Um, uh, I I've had, I had that many. I've had, like, four four or five. Five, five. <laughs> And I've, it's, it's interesting to notice that, surprisingly, a lot of people we've now met through YouTube haven't kind of... No had that but I guess I guess a lot but most people seem to start kind of later on I guess whereas Yeah I, I mean I mean
2: you started quite young so yeah you, you hadn't so. really found what you wanted to do yet so yeah exactly so
0: uh, nice. finally fell on for fell on podcasts mainly football based so that's uh that's good. Uh, you <laughs> spoke about kind of the type of videos that you do Doug but what what's kind of your favorite video to record or what is your favourite video
1: of all time? um well my i did a i did a match reaction to the chelsea liverpool game this season and it's had 2.4k views so that's probably my best video to date i also i have also done i think probably my favorite videos to do are probably predictions because you, you you research you, you you know you you get you get you're basically in front of a camera and you basically do your you know your your, your predictions uh, uh, as well. So I like like doing them, like doing Scottish Premiership predictions. I like doing my live podcast on a Monday evening as well. Uh, we've got one this evening as well. The, the World of Football podcast. We'll be talking about the Leeds United Crawley Town. And uh, we'll be talking about Manchester United and that as well. So, But uh, no, I think the podcast I've been doing combined 11s as well, which has been very, very good as well. But I would say the favourites is probably the predictions. I really enjoy doing them. Fair
0: enough. Well, uh, Ben, I noticed, uh, I was just looking at our YouTube studio yesterday. You know when we did that Manchester City-Chelsea combined 11 uh, quite early on? Yeah, yeah. We got like 15 views from Egypt for some reason. Egypt <laughs> I don't know why Egypt. I was just looking at it yesterday and uh, <laughs> I am just, see, just seeing where, where we've had some fans from we've had obviously you know quite a few US fans from the comic book ones yeah. uh, for the 500 subscriber special we had some South African fans because remember the guy was United <laughs> fan of South, South African, African. Yeah. and then we got some like we had some Saudi we've had some Egypt I don't know Don't know why Russian as well Very it's, awesome. uh, it's it's interesting <laughs> it's interesting
2: uh, <laughs> What you about to ask I about guess, that? well, I guess that that's uh, sort of ties into the next question. What's your favourite thing about doing YouTube? Would you say it is those predictions? Is I, would
1: and... I would say, I would say it's the predictions, and I would say it's interacting with the live chat. Right. If you're ever doing live streams, I absolutely love interacting with my um, subscribers. So uh, that that's, that's something I really really like doing is the the live podcasts, and sometimes I do live match reactions as well. it's, ni- it's nice to get a uh, a, uh like a community going so i think i think i'm getting that
0: what what do you use for your um live podcast stuff
1: uh live podcast we use streamyard yeah, yeah. streamyard is really, really fantastic to you know go go live on on youtube cuz i think i think it's i think it's a thousand subscribers you can actually go live from youtube itself so um it's 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 good to go on streamyard and you know get get live live podcasts uh Podcast going, but yeah, Stream Streamyard is the best, I would say.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I just wondering if there was anything else because uh, we've we've had a look at Streamyard a couple of times, but it's more we we're struggling to find a time to do them. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, why these podcasts are quite good because obviously we can record them at any point before we release them on Thursday. Um, looking back at your YouTube career, what's kind of what would you do differently? I, I guess. Probably.
1: I, I mean, I, I was very, very um, timid in front of a camera. I've I, I always had problems with eye contact. So that would, be, that would be something going back to But I think I am improving with every video as, a, as I go along. Um, and some, some of my past videos, like first, sort of first videos, were really, really quiet. Like I didn't have a mic, I didn't have like a headset, and obviously now you like you look at me, I've got like a headset as well. So uh, I would I would definitely say those those kind of videos. But I think it's I think it's getting better. And and sound, I had a lot of sound issues in the past as well, but I think I'm getting over that as well.
2: Cool. Um. And then looking to the future, what would you say your yeah, your future goals for your channel are?
1: Just to basically grow it as much as possible, just to get out there and you know, mm. just to, you know, collab with big bigger, bigger YouTube channels would be absolutely fantastic. Get gets my name out there and you know, it gets, gets other people's names out there as well. So yeah, I think I think to sort of grow ever so slowly. Um, you know, it has it has it has been a bit of a struggle to, to be honest with you. Like I like I, I think I started out I think I had about thirteen subscribers when I started properly. And then to be like a nine fifteen right now is is absolutely fantastic. I think we had like a, I think I started on like a hundred at the start of 2020, and then just to keep on growing, you know, to nine fifteen is is fantastic. So hopefully, hopefully, I think the the main target is to get to one k as quickly as possible. Is after that, it's just seeing how far you can go growing wise. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah,
0: that's a that's a nice kind of uh, a goal you've set yourself, and it's it's nice that you haven't. Yes, yes. Obviously, you want to hit the 1K. Like, I think I think everyone else at our, our stage does. But um, it's nice that you you just rather, you'd rather just grow and and keep increase the Oyster subscriber audience. So for your for your lives and stuff, which is uh, which is obviously very nice. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, damn it! <laughs> but, um, if if you had to, uh, what's the word? If you had to pick one big signing in the summer that you really want to make for Liverpool, who would it be?
1: It, up Upper McConnell Really right. Well uh,
0: Chelsea United and Liverpool Are all are all in yeah. for him now
2: Yeah I was I was going to say uh, uh, um, If you signed Declan Rice Would you drop Kante uh,
0: I think it, I oh God That's a good question uh, <laughs> I think We're getting Declan Rice Because he's 22 And Kante's yeah. 30
2: Alright okay
1: Okay. kante's 30
0: yeah wow yeah so that's that's why we're getting Declan rice i think i think we're waiting till the summer because kante he, he's getting quite injury prone now he's not quite mm. He can't quite keep up every game like he used to be able to do
3: yeah. like obviously
0: he's still a machine he, he he's almost a perfect athlete in terms of he just doesn't doesn't stop running but Kind of, obviously, is going to catch up with him slowly as he's getting older, and he's going to be thirty-one next season, and it won't even be thirty-one this season. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why we, why we need Declan Rice, and it's yeah. Yeah. It, it's probably be good for Rice as well to play with Kante, like net, with like play and train with Kante, because obviously Kante can give right. him all, all the experience he has. So, yeah, that's definitely good. But so, uh, so you, so you, you would want you uh, want a Van Dyke and. Open Meccano
1: centre back partnership. Yeah, up in Meccano's an uh, absolutely fantastic defender for for Leipzig. I know we won't be getting him uh, in January. Uh, I know I think he's got a 43 million buyout clause. I think yeah. uh, that that goes on to the summer. So hopefully, hopefully we'll do like a an Abicat type deal or, or or something like that. But um, yeah, up in Meccano I've seen Mbappe being mentioned, but I think the thing the thing with Mbappe, I think. One of the front three is going to have to go if we do get Mbappe, um, so that will probably be likely Mohamed Salah because I think he's getting linked continuously with uh, Real Madrid, etc. So, but yeah, I would say I would say up in for sure. Mm, that's uh, that's interesting. He
0: wasn't brought up yesterday, was he? Ben?
2: In terms of he, local, was up he? In no, no. Was, Mbappe was mentioned. Um, and he was saying about uh, the Liverpool fan was saying about Salah look like the rumors are that he wants to leave and stuff like that, so um, but uh, yeah, that'd be, it'd be interesting um but like, I, I don't know if it's that he wants to leave or that it's more that Real Madrid are are interested sort of thing is, mm. uh, like, it's one of those ones um, so, I mean I, I mean well, any any player is uh, head's going to turn if Real Madrid come. Uh, Carlin, but you know, don't know, really, really know which one's which.
0: What's, uh, what's everyone's really? view on the uh possible PSG super side that's being created right now with being linked with Messi, R- Ramos, uh, going for free, but now linked with them as well? What's your view on that, Doug? What? Uh,
1: look, I think I think PSG are one of those sides that. Have really not got the mentality to win the Champions League. I, I I'm surprised Pochettino's gone there. Uh, in all honesty, um, I was surprised Tuco was sacked. I I really was, but you know I think the football got kind of stale there uh, as well. But yeah, this super side. I mean, if they can get a super side, then the, yeah, they'll definitely be Champions League contenders. But I just don't think they've got the mentality to win it, and uh, th- that's something that's that's really really. Uh, bugging them to, you know, get the mm. get the Champions League. They were very close last season. I'll, I'll give them their due. They were very, very close last season to to winning it, uh, but came up against a very good Bayern Munich side uh, in there. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it must be exciting times for you know PSG fans. But whether or not those uh, those deals come off is another thing. Mm. Mm, well,
0: because yeah, obviously think-
2: he's
1: linked with with City, isn't he,
0: Ben?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think I think I mean I, I can't I can't see him coming, City. I think I think he's more likely to go to PSG. But I, like you say, I think the thing is with that super side is obviously it will be quality uh, if they do get it together, but it will only be quality for a few few years because they're all. Yeah. But, but PSG players. are
0: so so desperate to win the Champions League as soon as they can. Like it's it's yeah yeah what it's what yeah. the owners are the most desperate for them to win. That's why they've got yeah. Mbappé, Neymar, and all these kind of good players. But they obviously haven't kind of won enough in Europe yet. Obviously, I think I think Neymar is almost the only one that has won the Champions League in that side.
2: Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. yeah.
0: So. so Maybe that's why they 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 will probably yeah. stops for for Ramos and Messi cause, yeah
2: but it, if, if yeah if that doesn't come off they'll, they'll obviously it'll be quality for a couple of seasons but if they don't win the Champions League those players will have, have started to decline by then but I,
0: think, yeah. I think they're that desperate though I actually think PSG are yeah. yeah. that desperate to yeah I'm not I'm in. not
2: saying I'm not saying that they won't do it because of that but like if it doesn't come off for them then mm, they're inevitably. In yeah that's a yeah. lot of money lost as well in terms yeah. of
0: wages and all that kind of stuff
2: yeah
0: but that's why um fab Even... said yesterday that he was unsure about mbappe to to liverpool because obviously you've got quite a good wage balance between the players right now haven't you
1: yeah we do i think i think salah salah and Thiago i think are the highest earners or I th- actually i think i think salah could be the highest earner uh of the club but yeah it it's balancing the, the books, I think, with the, the, wage, the wage structure. I mean, there's been talk that you know, we're in for potentially Haaland as well. But then again, you're going to have to deal with a, a crook. I, I like to call him a crook <laughs> in Mino Raiola. So, yeah. um, but imagine, imagine Haaland at like, Liverpool. Imagine Haaland at Chelsea. Imagine Haaland at you know, City. You know, he, he's just different gravy right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have spoken I mean, about him before, and I think you you almost want him to be your next signing, don't you? I,
2: th- I think I think uh, in terms of what we need, um, and in terms of the most likely signing, he is the most likely because Kane's been mentioned, but I just can't see that at all. Mm. Like not in, not in, a, I can't see him leaving Tottenham. Um, but I mean, go, going back to PSG, even Pogba. He's how is he? Tw- late twenties now, yeah, so, 28, 29, I think 28,
1: 29 So, yeah, so yeah.
2: even even he's you know, um, uh, after three four years, he'll be declining. So uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, but if he actually uh, if it comes off of him, then f- fair play. But I mean. If it doesn't, then you're going to have all these players who are in decline on, like, ridiculous wages as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Pogba, he's, I mean, he's good for France, but if, if he plays anything like he has for United, because he's had that one, the odds quality game, and yeah. then he goes missing for, like, 20 games and then plays another quality game and then goes missing again. So if he yeah. plays like that for ESG, then, you know...
0: <laughs> it, it'd be interesting. but If, if, if you put Polka on a team with what? Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. Yeah,
2: obviously. Like, obviously. obviously like you,
0: you think he probably yeah. would even step up at that point, wouldn't
2: you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you would like to think so now. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I just saw an interesting news uh, article we released. Uh, apparently, Lampard has come out and said that Hudson and and Billy Gilmore could be the keys that we've been missing for our success in the future um, with, recent, re- with recent games. So, c- could be interesting to see if Gilmore because Cante's obviously a... uh, Kante's, uh, unavailable. he's been five the other cards for the Fulham game. Could Billy Gilmore start? That's a uh,
2: uh, that's a um, what do you call uh, Smith Rowe and uh, Martinelli situation? That
0: mm. yeah, <laughs> as as and, indeed, uh, it would be very interesting to see if uh, I think I think Hudson do is tipped to start either either over Pulisic or Zieck. I think he's. Tip to start because he's obviously scored two and two now and playing very well, but uh, I think it'd be interesting if Gilmore starts over either Kovacic or Jorginho in that in that pivot, or if or if mm. he even plays a different formation and uh, uh, Gilmore starts. Uh, mm. What do you guys think of that?
1: Look, I think I think Billy. As a Scotsman, aren't you? As a
0: Scotsman, yeah, of course,
1: yeah. (laughs) Billy Gilmore is absolutely fantastic. Um, I remember his actual debut. He he turned Fabinho inside and out in that cup game. He was absolutely magnificent in in that game. And you know, um, I know I know he did get a you know a serious injury, but you know he's he is getting back to you know you know basics. But uh, yeah, I think. I think it's maybe too soon for him at the, the Euros, unfortunately. But uh I mean it's look, as a Scotsman it's fantastic to qualify for a European competition for the first time since you know, I think it's I think the the, the last major competition we were at was the nineteen ninety eight World Cup. So it's uh it's we will enjoy the we will enjoy the Euros as well. Um but uh, hopefully. No, I, th- I think I think Billy Gilmore would be a, a fantastic uh Player to start for for Chelsea for uh, for for sure, and then you know again I th- I think Chelsea have midfield problems anyway. Is, is picking mm. that best midfield?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: This is so there's so many players there. Obviously, like if you start if you start let's say you start Mount Gilmore Havertz like we did in the FA Cup, that means Kanté will be suspended. But Kanté's not playing. Kovacic isn't playing. He was a player of the season last season, and Jorginho aren't playing. Yeah, that's that's, that's almost a, a midfield three
2: in itself. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it begs it begs the question: <clears throat> should he should they have he just trusted the youth uh, again this season and only signed a, few, a couple of players? Yeah, like... I've
1: also I've also heard that the Fulham Chelsea game uh, rescheduled for Friday has actually been moved to the Saturday evening kickoff half past right. five, I believe. Uh, I think it's just because of obviously Fulham playing. Uh, Tottenham yeah. on uh, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it has been I, d- I don't think you can play two games in two days. Yeah, oh, yeah. We got yeah. Leicester on Tuesday. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, you, that
1: that'll be a tricky that's,
2: one. Uh, I think if, if he's if he's if he's figured out his team against Fulham, then you might be all right. But if he hasn't, then oh, could be could be ropey.
0: I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it'd been moved to Saturday. Oh, that's oh <coughs> Sunday Monday. Two rest days, I
2: guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's, Yeah. I mean, that's as fair as they're going to get it with Fulham playing on the Wednesday. Yeah. They've got two rest days. But um, I was just going to say about um, PSG again, what do you think about Ericsson and Delielli being linked with them? Because of obviously Pochettino.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, he's getting the crew back together. He's getting the crew <laughs> yeah. back together. Um, yeah. I have, I've also heard that he wants Aguero.
2: Yeah I, well. yeah, I saw that. I think that. that's
1: only if
0: Messi goes, right?
2: Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer if Messi goes there. If he wants to play with his mate, then... And I think it's, it's really obvious, even if Aguero stays, that we're, we're targeting a striker. But,
1: but no, he's signed a lifetime a, contract. He's, he signed a lifetime contract with you guys. He said he, said he would
2: leave until you <laughs> the Champions League. Yeah. So, so much for
0: that. <laughs> well, uh, but, uh, yeah. who, who would play for... PSG in the, if they play a the front three if you've got Aguero, Messi oh. Neymar and Mbappe
2: well, that's, why, that's why well Mbappe is uh, supposedly wanted by Real Madrid isn't it and yes, all that you know, stuff saying, if,
0: if they keep all of these players who yeah, yeah, the yeah, play yeah.
1: unless they
2: play 4 4, four, oh, four two, uh, two, uh, they just play 4-2-4 four, four, like on FIFA
1: yeah <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. I think it would probably be Neymar Messi Aguero. Mm. Really,
2: yeah, I think I, I, I can't because I, I can't see them being able to keep all those players that like they're gonna have to sell someone to fund. And a bit of it. My oh, and Moise yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, but it's, uh, it, yeah, I, I can't because uh, Real Madrid, like I was saying yesterday, they deliberately didn't spend any money last summer because they were uh, preparing to put a bid in for Mbappe or, um, yeah, place a bid for Mbappe in. Yeah. So, obviously, they might have that in the back of their mind that they know that Mbappe is probably leaving, maybe. Maybe. Um, But, yeah, I saw Ericsson uh, could be going back to Tottenham as well. fuck's sake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Everton being mentioned for Eriksen I've seen Tottenham being mentioned for Eriksen I think I've seen Man United being mentioned for Eriksen <laughs> Yeah, he, he he made the mistake to go to Inter. Um, mm. Just something hasn't happened for him at Inter.
0: Well, he's playing in yeah. he's playing in a, in a system with Conte that just just they don't need a ten. No. That's not how Conte plays. No. No. So yeah, it's kind of uh, it was it was an interesting choice because he went there on loan initially and then he made it permanent.
1: So yeah. Something yeah. obviously went wrong. Something did go wrong with him, but uh, yeah, I, I hope I hope he manages to you know get his career back on track. But yeah, he's he's kind of hit a bit of a buffer, as they say, at uh, Inter unfortunately.
2: Yeah, uh, so sort of well, be careful what you wish for, sort of things. So he, he really wanted to get out at Tottenham, not realizing yeah. that he had it quite good there. So now he's he's gone and it's not grass isn't greener on the other side sort of thing. He's seen how yeah. it an intern thought. Oh, actually, it was actually all right over there. Can I go back. <laughs> well, yeah, of,
0: uh, hitting a hitting a wall, I guess. Ali with uh, Mourinho obviously he's kind of hit a wall and really really dropped off in terms of performances. Mm. And he, he's actually not even looked good when he's played as well. I've noticed. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean he was he was good last night, but
2: but I it's mean, marine. It's yeah.
1: marine. You know, it's it's yeah. an it's an eighth tier team, so you know you, you have to turn up against the big boys. But yeah, I think Delyali is another one whose career. I think he would do good with a long move, in all honesty. But whether or not he gets that move is another matter.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's probably a, a similar situation uh, between him and uh, Ericsson and Delyali, where the the that don't fit the system that the managers play in and then are falling out with the manager and inevitably um sort of falling out of favour and falling out with the, the club hierarchy. So it's a bit of a difficult situation for them, really. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well uh it's kind of a kind of a lesser version of the Ozil situation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which uh, which is kind of being rectified now, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe he's away at Fenerbahce or somewhere like that. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's good. He's good. I think he's good friends with the Turkish mayor.
0: I think it is, or something well, so over, isn't over, he, over there. Isn't he half Turkish himself? He
2: yeah. is half Turkish.
1: There was, yeah. there was that
2: controversy when him and uh, Gundogan took a picture with the Turkish president, because the Turkish president is just a complete he's a proper dodgy geezer. It's a complete, (laughs) um, uh, dodgy politician, let's say. Um, (laughs) the the, uh, the Turkish,
0: the Turkish, probably someone's to be called
2: a dodgy geezer. geezer, I don't think he wants to be called that. But yeah, that caused controversy. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, he's good mates with him or whatever. So I don't, um, he's probably good mates with the the mayor of Istanbul as well. So, yeah. Mm. Um, it's good, mates. The people in high places in Turkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, before we wrap this up, is there uh, is there anything else either of you to want to mention?
2: No. Oh, just, just, uh, just
0: just as Doug freezes. <laughs> uh,
2: just Gundogan, uh, Gundogan and Özil are part of the Turkish mafia No.
0: Oh, that'd be a that'd be a bit interesting. That would be a bit. Can
2: you imagine? Yeah, Gundogan yeah. and. Uh, uh, I might not be part of the Turkish mafia, but uh, yeah, the, the the mates with the Turkish prime minister or president or whatever the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, on
0: uh, on that note, Doug, it's a pleasure to have you on. I uh, Hope you enjoyed.
1: I really have. A, uh, thank you very much for having me, and uh, hopefully your uh, hopefully your channel will will grow like mine has. And uh, but no, I really really do appreciate uh, really do appreciate you having me, and. Uh, yeah, your your podcast is going from strength to strength. So keep 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 up, guys. Cheers.
0: Thank you very much. Well, uh, do check out Darky's link will be in the description uh, for his channel. So do head over there and give him a like because he does do some fantastic stuff over there. Well, uh, thank you guys for watching. If you are new around here, do subscribe. We really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the video, do give it a like and uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. But we will see you on Sunday with, I think, another Purple Show. Goodbye.